Uh, hi, I'm Mike Carey, sometimes Mark Carey. Uh, I write fantasy and horror and science fiction in a whole bunch of formats. Prose, comics, screenplays, occasionally games and radio plays. This is the first episode of a series with author M.R. Carey. Uh, M.R. Carey. I don't know what M.R. stands for. What's M.R. stand for? That's a really good question. So um, the, the, the M is for Mike. Or Michael, but the R isn't for anything. My middle name is James. The reason why I became M.R. Carey with the girl with all the gifts was I'd written nine novels before, which had been very modest successes. They'd done okay. Um, none of them had set fire to the world in any way. The girl with all the gifts, my publishers had higher hopes for. They thought that it could reach a wider audience that it had crossover appeal, that people who didn't usually read zombie stories might still find something there to their taste. So they said, we're going to give you a pseudonym, <laughs> but, but, it, but it's going to be a transparent pseudonym like Ian Banks, Ian M. Banks, so that your, um, you know, your, your existing readers can still find it. So MJ Carey, they said, we'll just use your initials. And the, the British proofs are by MJ Carey, not MR. The British proofs are all the gifts. On the day that those proofs came out, we discovered there was already an MJ Carey on Goodreads, and she writes bondage porn. <laughs> she, she, writes, she writes a lot of bondage porn. Wow. Um, and the, the girl with all the gifts page was going directly to this page with a whole bunch of sadomasochistic stuff on. And we just felt that uh, the, t the title, Girl with All the Gifts, was a little bit unfortunate in that, in that context. So um, we changed the initial. Got it. Wow. That's a last minute sort of pivot, isn't it? It was. <laughs> all right. No, that's a, that's a, that probably was a hard decision to make on, 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 how do I say, fighting for your identity or your brand and, uh, and then having to have a couple of roadblocks. Wow. It, it, it's a weird thing because uh, it, it seems to happen all the time in publishing now. It's easier to sell a debut novel by a new name than it is to sell an existing author changing horses in midstream. So I have friends who've already been through three, four pseudonyms. I had another one myself. I was Adam Blake for two novels. But that didn't uh, didn't take. So you're in London. Uh, any particular part of London? North London, very far north, very very end of the Northern Line. So as far as you can get out of the centre and still be on the London Underground, ah. which is great. It means you get the, the best of both worlds. It's it's easy to travel into the centre for work, but also it's a little bit countrified around here. We have some beautiful parkland, some uh, woods, and uh, a common. It's, pretty, it's a pretty good, pretty good mix. Yeah, someday I got to go to London. I tend to go to countries where they don't speak English because it gives me the homework assignment of learning some language. So, <laughs> right, yeah, don't 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 come here anytime soon. We have uh, our COVID cases are going through the roof, and we're about to remove all of the existing restrictions. Projections are for a hundred thousand new cases a day by the end of July. It's a great time to be British. <laughs> Ha 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 ha.
You've been involved with comics, novels, and movies. Did one thing lead to another, or was this part of some master plan that you developed? Uh, there was never a plan. I, 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 you know, if I was organized, I'd be dangerous, but that's never going to happen. <laughs> um, I, I actually started out writing prose. In my uh, teens and 20s, I wrote uh, a ton of, um, of, of stuff that, that, that I kind of thought of as novels, but they really weren't. They were just big shapeless bags of story because I didn't know anything about planning. I didn't know how to structure a novel. I just wrote a chapter, made a cup of tea, wrote another chapter, had another cup of tea, and that was my day, you know, rinse nice. and repeat. And then I started doing comics journalism. I started writing reviews of comics and articles about comics. And at a certain point, because I was getting to know uh, editors and publishers, I pitched some stuff. And I did a fair amount of comics work on the British indie scene and the American indie scene. And then I got my big break at DC, at Vertigo. And the thing about comics is that they're, they're a canvas of a fixed size. There is a small size. You know, an issue of a comic is 20 pages or 22 pages, and it's fixed. If you run out of pages before you run out of story, then you're stuffed. You're out of luck. It kind of inculcates you in you a, a need to, to cost out the beats of a story. You need to know not just these things are going to happen, but you need to know at what point in the story they're going to happen and how many pages they're going to take. You start budgeting pages like a miser, which uh, which is a great. It turns out that's a great um, a great school for other kinds of storytelling. It's a great training ground. So um, coming back back out of that into writing prose, I was able to use the greater freedom. That, uh, that the novel form allows you. You know, if you've um, been commissioned to write a 120,000-word novel and you deliver 150,000 words, nobody's going to bat an eyelid. The only, the only slight consideration is what does that do to the price point? But generally, you know, the, the, as long as the story holds together, they will go with it. So comics kind of gave me a confidence and the skill set to go back to writing prose. And uh, so for a long time, those were the two things that I did, and I did them side by side. And then I started to sort of edge into other things. Screenwriting, screenwriting happened quite early on, mostly because I had some friends who were working for Warners in the UK. And I made some contacts through that. I did quite a lot of children's television cartoons just before the turn of the millennium, which was great. It was really fun to do. Although I don't think I was particularly good at it. What I've learned since through screenwriting is that you have to approach screenplay as a word to your last resource, if something can be done visually rather than verbally, you do it visually. I think my early screenplays were incredibly wordy, incredibly long-winded. But I, I, I guess um, I didn't have a plan, but I did have a hunger. I, I, love, I love all forms of storytelling, and I love um, trying out different skill sets. I, I think uh, you know, every medium you write in is a different toolbox. And you pick up the toolbox and find out what's in there and see what you can do with it, which is a, it's a, it's a really, really enjoyable thing to do. If you enjoy listening to Sci-Fi Thoughts, but find it difficult to remember to check the website for new shows, get this technology from the future. Install into your phone a podcast player. Using this, you can subscribe to our podcast feed. And next thing you know, you'll be cruising around in your car with your phone plugged in, playing sci-fi thoughts, or you'll be out there jogging 
where you'll be doing whatever you want this to do. This is the place. Put the podcast player down. And have your ears plugged into some cool science fiction programming. You can find instructions on lancerkind.com. We've got some goodies for you in the show notes, along with links to M.R. Carey's author site, his personal website, as well as a link to a cover of the Book of Coley, a really special cover where if you look at it with your Google lens, you will see some cool on-cover animation. How to find the show notes? They're right there in your podcast player. If you just tap on the link that allowed you to play this in your podcast player, you will see the show notes. If you're not using a podcast player, go back to the site where you downloaded this MP3 and you will see the show notes on the webpage right there. Next episode, more MR Carry. The girl with all the gifts was a word of mouth bestseller. Tell us how that snowballed into a bestseller. Were there some kind of conditions that were ripe for this to happen? <laughs>